Well, hello there and welcome to the Sports Huddle coming to you from Leeds Hospital Radio Sport again this week as we reflect on what's been going on in a, a very full action uh, week with cricket, soccer and rugby league being our principal sports for the week. And we're going to start off by looking at cricket. And I'm pleased to be joined by Jim Walker and Bernie Thornton, both of whom have a keen interest in that particular sport. And I guess uh, with the uh, T20 quarterfinals coming up next week with the 50 over competition finishing just on the day of recording and with the 100 climaxing this weekend. Uh, we've plenty to talk about in the county arena, but let's start off with the test match, shall we? Because uh, the Headingley test comes up next week uh, and England go into it, Jim, having had a rather unfortunate experience on Monday at Lord's. Well, yes, I think that's uh, that's right. I mean, it went went wrong desperately on the day, didn't it? Not not least of which because I actually heard the weather forecast on the one o'clock news, and the chap there said, "Well, um, it's definitely going to rain at Lords." Um, and of course, the the afternoon was perfect, and the sun came out. So the chap at half past one couldn't get the weather forecast right for half past three, um, which inspired no confidence. But it obviously didn't the batters either. Um, and uh, I mean, they they just didn't look didn't look the part. And but I, I, having said all of that, uh, I do think people haven't perhaps given India the credit to which they really deserve because it's not long ago before they were play, when they were playing in the final of the um, uh, the the, the World Test Championship against against New Zealand, and in in Bumrah and Shami and Siraj and and um, and their other and Jadeja and their other bowlers and uh, they have got a class outfit and um, I don't think it's sufficient to say that the English batters haven't had any practice because neither of the Indian batsmen I mean they've not played any county games they've not played any warm-up games other than the world test championship which was quite a long time ago now uh, so I think I think India deserved more credit than they were given um, I think where it really went wrong for England, of course, was in allowing India to get as many runs as they did. Um, and again, while it's easy to criticise the batsmen, um, uh, the, the, the way that they went about trying to dismiss Bumrah and uh, Shami, I mean, they just, they seem as if they lost their head. And I think, sadly, I mean, Joe Root stood up and said it was his fault, which is good of him, but really... Uh, you would have thought with the amount of water breaks they have, somebody could have got a message on the field from the coach saying, what the heck are you doing? Um, let's try bowling these people out. Um, so I think I think the changes are good uh, in that uh, Milan is back in the in the setup and I think he's almost certain to play and bat at number three. Um, bit surprised that Dan Lawrence is sort of kept in the kept in the 15. Um and I, I just, I'm, I'm afraid I have a view about batsmen, and that is that they only really get into their best form in their late 20s. And I think pitching people in when they, on the back of a, a few good innings or one good season, actually in the long term is not in the best interest of the individual. And you look at what happened to Hamid, you know, he was all of a sudden going to be the world's greatest batsman and all the rest of it. Has one bad season and then he's, he's, he's effectively gone. He got hit on the hand, broke his wrist or whatever it was, his finger and confidence goes and so on. And 
if you think back to Alex Lees when he played for Yorkshire, he was, you know, he was going to be the world's greatest thing and, and made him captain of the, what was the one day side, didn't they? Bumped this responsibility on him. All of a sudden getting no runs. And then the next thing you know, he's gone off somewhere else. And now he's scoring lots of runs because he's that four or five years older with a better mentality. And so I just, I just think there's, there's, there's a lot that's not right with the English setup. Um, because I think they do, they're trying to give loyalty to people, but I just think that they're ignoring the value of, of another four or five years age. And look what Owen Morgan's done for the, 50, 50 over team and the one day side. And I think that experience that just comes with being able to cope with different situations, I just think counts for a lot. And I think that's where England have perhaps fallen down a bit in the, bit in the past. So, um, I wish them well for next week. Um, uh, but, uh, they've had so many noughts in this, this series. I mean, uh, record number of noughts. First time ever two English batsmen at home have got naught in in the whole of Test match cricket history. Um, there's clearly something not right there, and I just don't think that they can actually cope with the Indian bowlers. Um, yeah, I think I think they, were, they, they they managed to set three records at Lords. As you say, the first time two England openers have got naught in in home in a home Test match. Uh, the first King pair at Lords. Um, by Sam Curran, and it was also the first time that England have lost a Test match when Joe Root scored a hundred, as well. So uh, three unwanted records there, I'm afraid. But uh, you mentioned um, experience uh, there, Jim. Do you, do you think, Bernie, that 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 might have had something to do with the the way that the 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 bowling and the the tactics in the field fell apart before lunch? Because I mean, I'd have thought with sort of Root and Anderson who've played plenty of test matches between them there should have been enough experience there to, to to think that out without i mean as jim said people coming on to give a message yeah yes uh, absolutely and um i i think uh, wise words from the sage of harrogate there i, I can't disagree with uh, anything jim said there uh, in terms of the experience yes they have got enough experience in that side to uh, make a much better fist of it than they did and um i think the worrying side of it you, you look at the top order and clearly it's been uh, found wanting for quite some time now and if you take Roots runs out of the, um, the, the two tests so far, then uh, it would be a dreadful outlook. It, it, it's, it's made it look half decent uh, with the amount of runs he's got. But if, uh, if you put somebody in who just got an average amount of runs at number four, then uh, you, you, you really would be looking at uh, some uh, pretty feeble scores out there. But, um, yeah, I, um, you're right about India. They are a very good side. They're perhaps not given the, the, the credit that they're given for, uh, that, that they deserve, I should say. Um, they do have bowlers who I think are more accustomed or more suitable for English conditions than they've had in the past, seen bowlers. Um, I was thinking at one stage that uh, they'll be regretting not playing Ashwin, uh, absolute top, top quality spinner when, um, uh, they did, uh, England were putting up a, a reasonable rear guard action, but in the end they didn't need him because they'd uh, enough in the seam attack to uh, dispose of, uh, of England. But I, I think um, from a, I'm looking for positives here, but I think from uh, a, a cricket point of view, what a marvellous test match it was. 
if you're looking at it from a, a neutral's point of view, it swung from one side to the other. It lasted the full five days, albeit with quite a bit of rain in between. And it finished, uh, what was it, in the was it in the last hour or thereabouts? So um, I think it's, uh, it certainly has whetted the appetite for the Headingley test coming up on Wednesday. Uh, I hope whetted isn't the wrong word because the forecast isn't great. And uh, I know you guys are going to be there. I'm there on the Wednesday. And uh, the long-range forecast is is not great at all. But uh, let's hope for the best. I do think um, uh, if uh, Milan is, is uh, I agree entirely with Jim again, uh, uh, needed to be put in this side, it will add more experience. And um, let's hope we see a good contest, which England comes out on the right end of this time. I did, uh, did jokingly say to... Um people I'm, I'm going with on Thursday that we're going on the second day, so we might well see England back twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one other comment I would make is that um, uh, I think uh, the umpires deserve quite a lot of credit in that last match for, the, for the, 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 the way in which they got most of their decisions absolutely spot on, particularly Michael Goff. Mm. Um, and I think there was only, I only saw one that was actually overturned on the review. All the rest supported the umpire, uh, and, uh, and Richard Lingworth, I think, was the other umpire, wasn't he? Um, I think they were they were both uh, they were both absolutely spot on, and uh, uh, and quite often they don't get the credit, but uh, I, I did think that contributed to the game because I think it was was it in the the the, the winter tour where virtually every decision was overturned. I, Felt, felt for the umpires there, to be honest, because they seem to have almost have got, got themselves into a, into a vortex of despair almost. <laughs> like, what to do with the other side immediately did the opposite. Yeah. Jim, you were going well there. You were, you were complimenting umpires, which I, I like to hear, and then you <laughs> went off the, uh, down, down the opposite route. So uh... <laughs> I think it should be pointed out at this time that uh, one of our contributors is an umpire in the NL Board, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so that's that's for next week then. And uh, interesting point that, that you made there about uh, it, it highlighted uh, just how good Test match cricket is, uh, because the thing that we've been uh, hammered with for the past month, of course, has been the hundred, which comes to a climax on um, Saturday, uh, as a, a result of which the uh, fifty over Royal London Cup has almost sort of passed by without a whimper and uh, concluded on the day of recording with Glamorgan winning their first trophy since 2004, I think they said, uh, in, in a final sort of shuffled away to Trent Bridge on a Thursday afternoon so that the 100 can have all the glory. Shame that the forecasts for rain on Saturday, so it might not be so good. But um, obviously we could talk about this for um, the rest of the night, but just, just brief reflections from, from both of you uh, on the 100. Jim? Do you want to go first, Bernie? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to do so because I, know I have an awful lot to say. <laughs> I've, uh, I've done a little bit of homework on the 100 uh, prior to this session, and uh, my knowledge of what's gone on uh, prior to that was, uh, in fact, uh, including that, I'd go so far as to say, is, is minimal. Um, because uh, I don't have all that much interest in it. Um, what, what I would say positively is um, if it brings some money into the game and if that uh, money is used wisely, then I'm all for it. And um, I don't blame the ECB for trying it. I fail to see why there has to be so many gimmicks 
such as uh, five balls. Uh, well, I won't. It's not five ball overs. It's five ball spells. Um, we have outs instead of uh, wickets. We have players. The 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 the, the Big problem from my point of view is there's no identity in the teams. I don't mm-hmm. know who's playing for whom. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any kind of um, uh, pattern to it. And um, yeah, I, um, I'm sorry to say I have very little interest in it other than from the point of view that I hope it is successful because it will be for the good of the game of cricket generally, or at least we hope it will be. Um, in terms of the uh, competition itself, um, we have, we've got Birmingham against either Southern Braves or Trent Rockets in the men's and Southern Braves in the women against uh, Birmingham or the Oval. Um, and that's at the weekend. Um, I don't honestly know whether it's seen as a success or not. I've, the little snippets I have seen on TV, uh, there seem to have been some big gaps in the, uh, the, the grounds. I don't know whether full houses were anticipated or not. But maybe you guys, you guys can um, tell me whether you think it's been successful or not. Well, yeah. just 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 on the last point, um, the game last night was in Wales, of course, because it was at uh, Fire Gardens. It was the Welsh Fire, um, and they'd had uh, restricted crowds up until last night because of the Welsh COVID regulations. Last night was the first night that they could have actually admitted, um, I think, a full a full house. So I think the that was quite busy. Um, I think from my perspective, I think I'd, I'd make um, um, uh, pr- probably four points. First one, I think it's been good that the women's matches and the men's matches have been played on the same day, because I think that's brought uh, different kind of people into the uh, into the ground. Um, and from what I can, what I what I have watched of it, irrespective of whether as an individual you it's your cup of tea. Um, it does seem that the people that have gone have enjoyed it. Um, and I think that is, that is to the, to the, to the good point. Um, I think the timing of it is the most worrying aspect because it's effectively commandeered a chunk of the English summer, um, immediately after the T, the 20 blast, which, um, has meant that there's been no, other cricket of any note played at all, and I think that is that is an issue. Um, I find the names very confusing because some are linked to cities, some are just areas, and I think that needs sorting out. Um, and um, in many ways, I don't think that they went far enough with the radicalising of the of the game. Um, because I'm sort of, I happen to live next door to a, um, to a, a chap who you would know actually, Bernie, I've probably told you before, who used to play in the Air Wolf. And his lad, he's very talented. Um, and he plays under nines cricket. And in under nines cricket, as you will probably know, um, what happens there is, um, you, you pair up and each pair bats for four overs. And if you're out, um, you get runs deducted. Um, and, um, but you bat for four overs, the pair of you bat for four overs. So I think what they should have done was to have had 12 aside and had six women and six men in the same team. Um, and then that would have, uh, sort of brought a, a real difference. For me, this is a sort of a bit of a halfway house. It's a variation on the T20, but in effect, it's a T20 game played over 100 balls effectively. 
Um, so I would like to see a bit more radical than it than it was to create more clear water between the traditional game and the and the new game. Um, the other thing I, I would say is that if you look at the people who've done well um, and you look at the batters, you've got Liam Livingston well out in front in terms of runs scored. Ben Duckett, David Milan, Harry Brook, they're your, they're your top, uh, they're your top, uh, top four. Um, and they're, in a way, they're not sloggers. Um, Alex Hales is down the list a bit. Jason Roy's down the list a bit. And I watched Milan the other night and he didn't slog it. He sort of creamed it. Um, and so I think in terms of the batting, it's not just a slog fest. And then when you look at the bowlers, you find that the the top two bowlers, Adil Rashid and Rashid Khan, uh, are both leg spinners. So there you go. So who would you have thought would get the wickets? Actually, the people who you thought would probably get tanked more than more than anybody else. So um, to that extent, um, I think that's quite interesting. And one final point: um, I don't know you kept kept up with a chap called Jake Lintot. Hmm. Jake mm, Lintot, mm, very interesting. Mm, Involves left arm leg spin. Mm. I'm told. Never seen him in action, but he was he was a chap who couldn't get a contract. He, he plays some T20 stuff. He's a games master at a school, and he 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 managed to to get some T20 games. As a result of that, he got he got into this, and lo and behold, he comes in at number five or number six on the wickets taken taken column. So. Out of that, he, he, he could only play because it was during the school holidays because he's a <laughs> his school. Um, and so, um, so if it if it brings people like that a bit of attention, a bit of fame, a bit of uh, bit of recompense, then I'm all for it. So uh, I just think it's just a shame it's got to be played when it's played. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I, I'd certainly agree with that. I, I, I'm not happy at all with the way it's disrupted the season. As, as you say, there's there's virtually no other worthwhile cricket. There's the 50-over competition, which has been de- almost made into a development competition, which is no bad thing in, 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 in its own way, but it does rather raise the question of, are we serious about defending our 50-over World Cup title at the next World Cup if the top players aren't playing any 50-over cricket? Um, because it's not it's not really the same as as as, as T20 because you do have more time to build in innings. So uh, I'm not happy with the disruption. Um, as you say, it looks as though the people have gone uh, have enjoyed it. Um, there haven't been I don't think too many full houses as such. Uh, I know that they did have some issues certainly at Lords and the Oval in the early games with crowd issues uh, with some. Uh, Rather unfortunate behaviour, which caused Lords, for example, to, I think, close the bars earlier, all the subsequent games. So um, it's all right, uh, the TV cameras focusing on the young children and things like that. Uh, But what sort of an example is it going to give to those young children if they get a load of drunks later in the night? Uh, So I think uh, that's that's not great. Um, I also wonder, with with so many young kids, um, when we've had brain disruptions in some of the games and they've gone on to sort of 10 o'clock, um, that's not great, really, if you've, mm. if you've got youngsters and, and uh, unless you live within the vicinity of the ground. I mean, if they're hoping people will come from a bit away to follow these teams, um, then, you know, it could mean some very late nights. Um, my my main um, beefs about it are I can't see the point of the 100. We've got T20 and it works. 
uh, and it's popular and everybody else plays it. And I can't see the point in reducing it to 100 balls like you were saying, Jim. I don't think it's different enough to, to justify just knocking 100 and uh, knocking 20 deliveries off. Um, and the point you raised, Bernie, about identity. I mean, these are sort of eight fairly meaningless outfits because um, if I went to, to, to Headingley to watch the Northern lot, I'd expect to see Root and Bearstow and Milan playing, for example, and they're not. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and, and what am I supposed to do when I see Johnny Bairstow coming in for Welsh fire? Suddenly <laughs> think, well, oh, I don't want him to get any runs today. No, of course I do. I mean, he's a Yorkshire player. I want him to score runs. So uh, I'm not, not, I don't go for that at all. I have watched quite a bit of it and, and there have been some decent finishes. Uh, the only other, th- other thing I would say uh, on that point about the, the, um, uh, the, the spin bowlers doing well. A lot of that's to do with the pitches, the number of that have been hybrid pitches, used pitches. So there have been a lot of slow, low turning pitches. And I think that's, you know, got a lot to do with uh, the bowlers who have been successful. Uh, and in many ways, actually, it's made more interesting cricket because if they just played on, on shirt fronts and it just been all about flogging yeah. sixes all over the place, then, uh, um, you know, I, I think it would have been um, uh, less the lesser for that. And it's instructive that only only one side's got more than 200, of course, or even got 200 uh, in the in the whole competition. So, um, yeah, we'll see whether it's deemed to be a success. Well, I, I've no doubt from the sort of sycophantic commentary that we've been getting on television <laughs> on every match that it will be deemed to be a huge, amazing success, whatever. But whether it will formally be deemed to be, I don't know. I guess they'll be quite happy. Um, they'd have just been frightened that it might have tanked and it, and it clearly hasn't done that. If it, if it rains on uh, Saturday, Tony, is it, do you know what happens? I was hoping you wouldn't ask that question. I have no idea whether there's a reserve day on the Sunday or what. I don't know. Um, It would be logical that there is, wouldn't it? It would be logical, yeah. There's no reason why there wouldn't be, I don't think, because there's nothing else on the Sunday. But, yes, you would hope so, Um, because I think they have to play, is it 25 balls to to get a result? Um, So, uh, you know, it would clearly make more sense if, if, if it is poor weather to just say well we'll do it on Sunday although it, it might be an issue obviously for some of the crowds we don't know but uh, we shall see anyhow briefly before we leave cricket we've talked about it quite a lot tonight obviously uh, Yorkshire in the T20 uh, quarterfinal next week uh, playing Sussex um, who wants to go first just briefly on your thoughts of their chances well I think we were talking off there earlier and uh, a lot depends on uh, who's available for Yorkshire um, and it, it, from that point of view, it's not looking so good with the, certainly with the test, uh, uh, selections. Um, Sussex, of course, don't have such problems. They, um, uh, they, they, they've got, um, uh, uh, yeah, Ollie Robinson, he's a Sussex man, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So he'll be, uh, he'll be missing, but otherwise they'll probably have a, 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 a Mm. normal side out mm. um yeah i would think um yorkshire if you can turn a reasonable side out i would think they've uh, they've got a good chance um they've played pretty well in the 20 over format so far this season and uh, as always with these things more than any other form of cricket is who performs best on the night jim yeah, so, I mean, I think it will be a, an even game. I mean, obviously, Joffre Archer won't be playing for Sussex either, and that's that's a big loss. But they do have some specialist T20 performers, don't they? Is Tyrone Mills 
Mills one of one of one of the sixes. Uh, I think he may be actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think he is. But, so so I, I think it's a I think it's a pretty close game actually. I think where Yorkshire will perhaps slightly suffer a bit is because it's not being played at Headingley, of course. I mean, it's been played, mm. been played at neutral ground. I mean, I, I was saying to somebody yesterday, could could you imagine Manchester United um, playing uh, Liverpool in the semi-final of the uh, the FA Cup and England are playing, so neither side's allowed, it's all its players, and because the matches, England match is being played at Old Trafford, they've got to play at Everton. I mean... <laughs> Just a farcical. I mean, in, for, for for county clubs, the amount of funding and kudos that, that comes from these competitions is quite considerable. And I I just think it's it's not right that um, teams should get to this stage and can't turn out turn out their full side. I mean, I think it's an insult to the members. And I think one of the things with the hundred, just briefly going back to that, is because they're not. Um, uh, Yorkshire teams members are not allowed into these games as part of their membership. Mm. Now we are all members at Yorkshire, um, but if you think of the cricket that's been played at Headingley over these last few weeks, that we've just not been able to go to unless we chip in whatever prices that they're mm. they're, they're charging. And and mm. so and now we've got this away game at Sussex, mm. um, and, and, and you know the scheduling just isn't. Just isn't right for me for once you get to this stage of a competition. Yeah. Just for the record, by the way, on that, um, uh, I, I'm, as I think you may know, I'm, I'm also a Surrey member. I could have gone to the Oval Games on my membership and I could go tomorrow if I, if I happen to live down there, I could go to the, the playoff game tomorrow just by showing my Surrey membership card on the gate. So different clubs have had different approaches to this. Mm. I, I do remember I, I was actually. Uh, I, I had a friend who, who was a Surrey member and he, he was part of their dining club and I got invited um, to one, they, have, they have one lunch in every championship game um, and you, you, you eat your lunch while you're watching the cricket so to speak but, but they have a speaker and they had the chief executive of Surrey giving the speech and it was, it was all on that topic Tony about how um, and why Surrey objected at the beginning was mm. they, they, they knew the members would not be happy yeah, um, I mean, I didn't realise that's what they'd actually done in the end. I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised because it, it was definitely what the chief executive was saying at the the time. Yeah, I think, as I recall, I think they may be the only county that actually voted against it. Anyhow, we better yeah. move on because otherwise we'll be told off for talking about too much cricket. <laughs> let's let's have a let's have a bit of football. We'll we'll talk about the Premier League first of all. Um, I saw uh, well, most of the first half and a bit of the second half of the Leeds United game Manchester. United last week on on uh, the telly and um, from being quite promising just after half time with uh, Luke Ayling getting a tremendous equaliser it all rather fell apart after that and uh, Manchester United picked them apart really Fernandes and Pogba were the main uh, instruments in that and uh, they really missed Kelvin Phillips so uh, Jim Saturday they're coming up this weekend they play Everton at Elland Road uh, in a sort of full Premier League fixture list, important game for them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it's always good to get your first win of the season under your belt. And first time that they'll have played as a Premiership club at Ellen Road in front of a full house. So you can imagine the uh, <clears throat> the stands will be rocking. Um, and uh, I think, you know, the, from from 
watching, well, listening to a bit of the press conference, uh, the suggestion was that Phillips will play. Um, as far as um, the, as, is it Lorente, the other centre half? As far as he's concerned, I think that was uh, a bit more uncertain. So they may stick with stick with that. And I think it's a good time to play Everton because they're obviously um, very active in the wanted to make some more transfers. But at the moment, all they've all they've done in terms of recruitment has been Andros Townsend and Damari Gray. Uh, well, you know, they're not either of them going to be world beaters. But they do have Calvert-Lewin, they do have Richarlison and they do have Dukari, who all scored last week. Um, so they will represent uh, uh, quite a uh, quite a challenge to Leeds um, with Benitez sort of structuring things from the side. So um, I think uh, I think if I stick my neck out, I think it'd be a draw. I would go for a one-all or a two-all draw. You're nodding, Bernie. Yeah, I, um, I if I was a Leeds fan, I wouldn't be too downhearted after Saturday. Um, the, the result was a slight improvement on the previous season's uh, visit to Old Trafford, but it's, um, <laughs> not the margin. They, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, to be serious about it, um, I, I think uh, the way Leeds play, they are going to get some thumpings during the season, and they're going to get some very good results as well. That's what happened last year, and I'm sure it'll be the same again this year. They'll just try and get more of the latter than the former. Um, yeah, they, they've got a good side. They've got a. I, I think Bales has done a fantastic job with uh, the resources at his disposal, and um, I think uh, Leeds will continue to uh, uh, stabilise in in the Premier League. As for Saturday, it's very early days, of course. Um, I, I I don't think uh, once again I'm uh, I'm a bit worried because I'm agreeing with Jim all the time. But uh, yeah, a, a draw would seem to be the likely outcome. Okay, well, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think you could be right, actually. It could, could be a draw. When I saw that performance last week, I thought, oh, where's the first win coming from? But they, they had one or two poor results last year and, 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 and bounced back from them. So let's hope they can do the same this weekend. Uh, let's go down the other divisions then um, uh, into uh, the championship. Huddersfield, at the, just a short time after Leeds got thumped 5-1. They got thumped 5-1, but they turned it around in midweek and, and got a victory there, Bernie. Yes, um, a real mixed bag as, as far as results are concerned. Uh, uh, rather more worryingly is the level of performances for Huddersfield. A pretty nondescript draw at Derby, which they were expected to win because Derby were in chaos, although the, their results haven't been that bad. Um, then, as you say, Tony, they got absolutely hammered by a top-quality Fulham side, and that really put everybody on the uh, on the back foot. It, it wasn't they didn't expect to win that game, but they didn't expect to be thumped so comprehensively. So there was a lot of pressure on Tuesday night's game against Preston. You could see that in the way both sides played, because Preston hadn't picked up a single point and still haven't. And uh, if ever I, I watched the game on the TV. And if ever there was a game that neither side deserved to win, it was that one. But Huddersfield got a little bit of luck with the uh, the own goal. Uh, they defended fairly well in the second half. Um, but they're away to Sheffield United on Saturday, who uh, have picked up only one point so far. They'll be. Um, I still think Sheffield United will be a good side this year. So um, yeah, it's um, whilst four points from the first three games isn't a bad return for Huddersfield, they've got an awful lot of work to do. Um, I'll just touch also on the um, uh, League Two. We've got Bradford City con- conversely are doing extremely well. 
they've picked up seven points from a possible nine with a, f- a first week draw at Exeter, followed by two good home wins against Oldham and Stevenage. So, um, uh, I think when we did the pre-season predictions, I said that uh, I expected City to do well. Early, early stages, of course, yet, but um, that's uh, looking quite a, a, a good start for City. And um, your local boys, Jim Harrogate, um, just played the one game so far, beat Crawley. So uh, looking good in League Two. We've got um, uh, three wins from a possible four for our local sides and the other one to draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's uh, let's hope we do get some good results. I think. Uh, uh, did you know, Jim, when Harrogate are back into action? Because I know they're yeah, this, 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 this Saturday. They're, they're playing, playing this Saturday. Playing, <clears throat> yeah. And by coincidence, they're playing Barrow. Um, Barrow came up with Harrogate in that same that same season. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it's a sort of a it's a it, it's it's one of those been playing you for a long time type of type of games. Um, the trouble that they've got, I think, well, two two problems, really. Um, they had five players out and five sort of um, <clears throat> pinged out. Um, I think the pinged out ones are back. But of the five that were uh, COVIDed out, only two are likely to be fit. Um, and, of course, they won't have had the same um, training and they won't have had the benefit of the matches which Barrow have already played. So, they are playing catch up and uh, um and that's i think will you know that could be a problem for them um they're going to catch up i think quite quickly because they're going to play saturday wednesday saturday wednesday saturday wednesday until they've caught up um but the town is still very upset about um uh, the way they were treated in the F, in the EFL cup where where mm. rochdale who they were playing were quite happy to have played next monday um, but it was the EFL that said no. Um, and um, that seemed very unfair because that was before the next round of the Carabao mm. Cup, Cup mm. matches. Um, mm. but, they, but they said no. Um, and uh, Harrogate were going to do it, I think, by virtue of some emergency loan signings. Um, but the league said they couldn't do that either uh, because the only... Criteria for an emergency loan signing was uh, uh, was for a goalkeeper. Uh, but anyway, that's water under the bridge now. They've they've not gone through. They're not going to be playing Shrewsbury away. Um, but um, uh, but the sooner they can get back to full full squad, I think the better because I think they showed in that first game when they beat Rochdale, who'd who'd just been relegated from the previous from the higher division, um, that they have actually got the makings of uh, a decent team and two of the new players scored. Uh, so I think uh, I think that did all go well. Yeah, they'll be feeling a bit sore because they're already pretty sore about having had two Wembley appearances and not being allowed any crowds, of course. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very unfortunate for them. OK, uh, well, that just about brings us to the end. I will uh, just give a, a brief mention to, of Rugby League because uh, Leeds Rhinos uh, managed to get back on winning uh, ways last week against Lee Centurions, a fairly comfortable victory there. That gives them uh, still a sniff, I think, of uh, getting into the playoffs at the end of the season. Uh, at the time of recording, they are playing Huddersfield Giants at Headingley and uh, I can give you a half-time score, which will be way out of date by the time you listen to this, <laughs> but they are leading by 10 points to four at half-time, so let's hope that uh, the Rhinos can go on and, and, and get a victory there, although I suppose we should be even-handed because, of course, we cover Huddersfield as well on here. Okay, well, that's uh, that's just about it for this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to our 
weekly ramblings and uh, of course we'll be back again uh, next week with with more and uh, there's plenty there'll be plenty more cricket uh, football and rugby league to talk about next week and the Paralympics of course uh, also commence I think next Tuesday so might have a bit of chatter on that as well but for now uh, my thanks to Jim Walker and to Bernie Thornton for their contributions tonight. Many thanks to you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, my name's Tony Chalk. I hope you'll join us again in the future. For now, a very goodbye to you. Bye now. Good night. Good night.